break it down. Kia ora and welcome to episode goodness knows what. We're up over the 50s, right, Hayden? No, we're not yet. Uh, yeah, we're in the 40s, though. But we're probably, because we missed a few weeks, right? Yeah, we missed a couple. Have we're, we done we're a year? Up, no, we're coming up to a year. I think who, we started in about May. Who are these May strange June. people talking? I'm Hamish Beecham. <laughs> Joining me, as always, Hayden Shearman. Yep. This is the Kiwi Running Show, brought to you by Tempo Fit. If you haven't uh, heard us before, you would have picked up just in that intro that this is a pretty casual uh, podcast, but we hope to bring you some good banter today. Hayden, what are we talking about? Yes, well, today we have a bit of news. There's been a big mountain race down south. The National Championships. Yes. Hayden. Yes, the National Championships. Yep. Um, it's probably the l- one of the lesser um, oh. lesser National Champs in the country, oh. but it's still a good one. Yeah. Look, if we rated the National Champs, from top to bottom, you know, the Athletics New Zealand Jenny and Holmes Track and Field Championships come out on top. Number one. And then... Cross country. Sure. No, road relays. Road relays. Okay. Road relays yeah. has got to be two. Crossies in there. And, you know, I would actually say mountain running in its heyday was well ahead of the road champs. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's definitely ahead of the yeah. old combined events champs. Yeah. You know, but let's be honest, I love, I love my race walking brethren. But the New Zealand Long Distance Race Walk Championships are not captivating viewing. Yeah, yeah. Not for the whole four and a half hours that you're there. So, so they yeah. didn't, you weren't commentating, broadcasting no, live on the hero no, for that one? I, I was not. I've yeah. been to that event a few times. I was, you know, used to hang out a bit with Craig Barrett, and yep. huge, huge friend with him. Championships were often in Hamilton, just because I think I don't was know. it up and down his street? Yeah, well, <laughs> it was kind of um, close to where he lives, so yeah. maybe. But yeah, so I've been to that event a lot, um, but no, it's not. You know, mountain running's cool. That's the yeah, main yeah. point that I'll. The make. other thing is, it's probably the most recent event that we've had a runner as a world champion. We haven't had a runner in a, as a world champion since. Jonathan Wyatt. Since John Wyatt and one Melissa, Mo- Melissa No, Moon. the last one. Kate McElroy? Kate McElroy would have been yeah. the last female. Did Jono probably won it after Wellington? So Wellington yeah. was 2006, and Jono and Kate McElroy won the men's and women's titles respectively. Yeah. I'm guessing Jono would have won it after that because yeah, he, he, was, he's a he was the legend. man for a while. Oh. Eh? Long time. He okay, was the man. here's a question. We're going on on all sorts of tangents. Hey, if you're on a tangent, any other distance it. world championships that we've won? No, John John Walker um, in his autobiography kind of references his disappointment at not performing at world championships. Yeah. Um, look, Nick Willis is the, the, always sort of dismissed. Yeah, no, the only one you could claim would be Barry McGee in Fukuoka. Which was ah. not an IAAF certified, but a generally recognised world championship at the time. Okay, and so just because everyone went there. Yeah, uh, well, it, it was uh, it was kind of a bit like the World Mountain Running Championships, how they were a championship before the IAAF decided they were a championship. Yeah, maybe so, like Ironman's Kona. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just, just a company calls yeah. it the World Champs and yeah. it becomes the World Champs. And so we've yeah. been lucky enough to go to Barry's house and see the 
big yes. bloody big dish metal dish thing. thing that he had for that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, as an aside, just a company deciding that they're the world champs. My brother's on the organising committee for the Motu Challenge, oh, multi-sport yeah. event in uh, Pauriki. Yeah. Um, and he has been pushing and pushing. They're just going to start calling themselves the Asia Oceania Multi-Sport Championships. Cool. And I'm like, oh, are you like just certified by the Asia Oceania? And he's like, nah. <laughs> no, just do it. And a few years ago, they called themselves the New Zealand Secondary Schools Champs. Had yeah. all these secondary schools teams entering. Got a bit of a telling off eventually, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Well, there's the Xterra Trail World Running Champs in, in Hawaii as well, which is sort of followed in the footsteps of Ironman. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few a, a few of those going around. There. It's a good way to get your name out there. It's cheeky, yeah. but good. But good. Um, yep. So... Back to the show. So yes, we're back to the show. News and then we're going to talk about how to get your running social. So in particular, it's coming up the 1st of April, which is the start of the financial year. For, <laughs> for a lot of places, it's yeah. the start of the financial year. Specifically, it's the financial year for Athletics New Zealand. So our yeah. training talk today is pros and cons of joining your local running club. Yeah. And so we're talking your athletic and harrier club yeah and so we're both i think on the fence about this we're both yeah semi been in been out been in been out yeah and see the pros seen the cons so we're going to have a we're going to lay our cards on the table (laughs) and uh and put the pros and cons out there and uh you know hopefully that'll make some of you guys make your decision uh as to whether or not you'll join a club this year yeah for sure But the big news from the weekend was the New Zealand Mountain Running Champs down in Queenstown, which was the second year it's been down there, and this was a full up year. So they they just ran non-stop, uphill, all the way. Um, Sounds like death to me. Would you be into this? Um, I'll tell you what, back in the day when I was young, I thought, oh, this is like the softest New Zealand team going, and I thought I'd have a crack at it. Um, Yeah. And then I lived in Texas uh, for seven years (laughs) and didn't run up a single hill in that whole period except for when we went to races in, like, uh, Alabama and stuff. You've got to find, like, car parks and things to run up hill, don't you? That didn't exist where I lived. Like, oh, we did some stadium steps. Oh, yeah. And because we'd never do anything like that, it was just agonizing and I hated it because um became a bit of a race and you race down the steps as much as up and so I'd after that I used to be quite a strong hill runner I did a lot of running up uh the hills around the Waikato yeah um coming back from Texas I just was abysmal as one of my aborted comeback attempts was like oh, I'll have a crack at mountain running champs and uh, I did kind of what I normally do, which was a few weeks of secret training with no one knowing. And then I went for a few runs with the boys and was just getting spanked up the hills, like yeah. spanked by 50-year-old men. Uh, so <laughs> it's, no. It really is a talent all in itself. And like some of New Zealand's yeah. top mountain runners, you can look at this little half marathon times or 10K times and think, oh, oh, yeah, maybe I'll be able to keep up with them. But they come into their own on those hills. Yeah. They really do. There's, I, there's a lot of power to weight, right? ratio considerations and it is like well it it's more power than than weight like you can't look at a light little runner who flows across the ground and go oh he'd be good up a mountain like one of the best mountain runners who never did mountain running was alan bunce 
Like, oh, he just yeah. used to smash people around the white axe. Wow. Like, he'd get to those big hills, yeah, big three-kilometre hills yeah. on West Coast Road, and just annihilate people. Like, you'd... Go like, for the Strava segment. <laughs> oh, like, dropping guys like Jonathan White, yeah. who were full-blown oh, yeah. international mountain runners. Yeah. And so, wow. you know, it's a, it's you've got to have that strength and also, you know, there's some technical elements to, to running uphill, particularly if it's off-road. But it's a cool event. We've rambled enough. Tell us. Yeah, tell we, us we tried to make you. this uh, show short because last week went on forever. We got, so, this is a short show. Yeah. It's getting dark. I just saw some lightning. Yeah, really? So, wow. Yeah. Okay, so well, let's start with the ladies first, which I'm sort of getting myself off a bit a bit off guard here um, looking through the r- results so the winner of course was Sabrina Grogan mate you've got yeah. to find her name and confirm <laughs> that for me no. <laughs> um, yes yeah, so it was Sabrina Grogan she came through in a time of 1.16 so the course was 11.8k but that doesn't that doesn't matter you've got to run up um, Ben Lamond hill which um is a, is a tough old grind um so she came through in 116 and then in silver place tanya mcwilliams from uh canterbury in 121 so yeah. five minutes back which was the same distance actually uh for the the senior men as well yeah um and then in third place sharon leco leco i want to say yeah it's like a french name yeah she says leith areas but she's obviously french yeah so <laughs> she was just a few seconds back um uh, 126 as well so coming in third place Um, but the senior men's race it was the the dominant figure of Jack Beaumont all Jack Beaumont all the way he ran the 5,000 metres on the track at the national champs the weekend before but was always targeting this race and won the senior men's uh, steeplechase oh yes fantastic I almost forgot about that so yeah he is just an incredibly strong looking runner uh, shades of uh, Peter Renner um, if you ever uh, want to look up the 1984 Olympics and yeah. see Peter Renner running the steeplechase still the New Zealand record holder that's he? exactly yeah. what Jack Beaumont looks like when wow, he runs really? so this young kid goes well up a hill and uh, the reason this race is important is uh, the winners receive an automatic selection to the world championships in Italy which oh, are in July cool. yeah. um, so you know People are talking Jack Beaumont up as as a future medalist at this world uh, mountain running event. Well, last year we talked to him and he finished. He definitely finished ninth. top ten. Ninth. Yeah, ninth. Um, as a first year senior. Yeah, and it had a very flat start to the race where all the Africans just sort of took it out. So yep. he obviously uh, trains mostly for the yeah. mostly for the hills. Yeah. So give him a good uphill, solid, honest mountain run. Yeah, and I think we could see him definitely owning it. Yeah, it's interesting because I know his coach Lance Smith. You know, he'll help him to pursue his dreams, whatever they are. But we're going to see more of Jack Beaumont on the track and the cross country. So will he do a Jonathan White and try and juggle both and make it to a major games as let's say a steeplechase or a marathon, or will he go full? mountain running yeah and it's actually a tough choice because if you include these longer off-road events like the some of the um you know kepler challenge tarawera the ability to market yourself as an athlete and potentially make a bit of money off it 
way higher than just you know running the national track and field champs. So yeah, yeah, exactly. he might be tempted into this world full time as a as a mountain runner, maybe even slash ultra runner. So let's yeah, see. well that's the other dynamic and in, in the trails these days is because you've got these this, these professional sort of career trail ultra guys yep. and girls, um, which is almost taken over from the world mountain running it is. champs it, and it, it has um, it's it's much it's a much higher profile now yeah. like if you told if you asked athletes you know would they rather win UTMB Ultra Trail Mont Blanc or the world mountain running champs you know most would go for UTMB right yeah yeah it's yeah. it's got a way higher profile it's on telly yeah it's got a pretty good price package appearance money you know and the world mountain running champs is starting to get dominated by africans so yeah um, yeah which is the other factor whereas the africans haven't delved into this you know ultra mountain running scene yeah. quite yet they'll get there if the money if the money's there yeah they'll come so yeah it's really interesting hey before we forget who who rounded out the yeah yeah so in second place so five minutes back from jack was matt batley from auckland um so he He's came through in 106 glen eden club yeah how that's amazing look glen eden is primarily a kind of a, a youth club so they must be getting oh, quite active in the adult space again so really good to see uh a glen eden national medalist and then a uh, third place an athlete i know uh Niam mcdonald from wellington scottish she's a good uh palmy lad originally um battles battle has been battling away he's done quite well at the world uh exterra running championships oh, nice. and cool. uh, he's been over to Hawaii a couple of times so he does, uh, does very well over those mid mid distance off road events like the, it's, I think it's a half marathon uh, his, his main event so yeah, yeah, yeah well done to all of the medalists um, if you want more information including the junior medalists as always you can jump on and check out the Athletics New Zealand weekly roundup which we'll put in the show notes yeah um, also up at here in Auckland, we had the, the jewel at the weekend, which was predicted for terrible rain, and then the weather cleared, and they actually had a really beautiful morning. Um, so out on Rangitoto Island and Motutapu, which is two islands sort of connected by a little strip of land. Uh, so cool, cool trail race. They have a marathon um, event. So that was won by Kyle Cottle in three hours 32 quite a dominating performance and that's actually pretty quick on that course it's um yeah, it's super technical yeah, yeah it's not flat and it's not there's no road at any stage right it's all kind of gravelly volcanic yeah there's some gravel. sort of four-wheel drive tracks but there's some bits where you're running six minute k's at best yeah um yeah so three um, he was 324 and kind of won by about 20 minutes or 332 so by 12 or 13 minutes that's really good and then the ladies uh sandra stockman took out the the marathon in 445 so that gives you an idea of the the toughness of the terrain and look shout out to sandra because she's uh, a veteran in the uh hate to give you age away sandra stockman <laughs> but uh, the woman's 50 to 59 category yeah so that's great running to take out the overall win 
yeah, teaching the young bucks a lesson. Yeah. Um, and then in the half marathon, which is probably the bigger of the two events, um, we had Kit Edwards, another dominating performance, winning by eight minutes in the half marathon, running 137. Mm-hmm. And then the ladies, we've actually got to scroll back quite a long way. Um, Emma Green took it out in 2.06. And I had some runners uh, running this race, and they were sort of running times more more around their marathon time rather than their, their half marathon oh, really? time. So, um, yeah, for Kit to run 137 shows he's pretty agile over the old yeah. scoria. Yeah, that's interesting. It's um, I've been there and I've run there. It is, it is incredibly technical. Even the bits that you would say are faster are way different from what you would run on an everyday run. Yeah. Especially around here in Auckland, so real specialist sort of stuff. And uh, any other results that we should touch on? I saw this uh, great performance by a Kiwi in the LA Marathon. Did you pick that up? Uh, no, I didn't. Xavier Walker, two thirty nine. So yeah, yeah, pretty solid. So it's not a runner. You know, it's another one of these. Look, and forgive the term, it's not meant to be flippant, but another one of the a random sort of performance. Not someone we've heard of. Uh, but obviously a Kiwi probably living overseas, but 239, that's great running. That's really good, especially uh, he's a, yeah, 35 to 39-year-old, so... Yeah, very cool. I wish I was running that sort of time for a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Also in the Buffalo Stampede, and I don't know if this is a very big um, event in Victoria, uh, Australia, I'm assuming it's Australia, or is it... It's not um, Victoria... Where's, um, is, is there another Canada, Victoria? No, I don't think so. No, okay. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, 75k off-road race. Um, so Sam McCutcheon took it out. So our... Um, He's, he's becoming a dominant figure in the New Zealand ultra scene, eh, Sam McCutcheon? Yeah, he is. So. Look, and he didn't uh, probably get the result he would have wanted at Tarawera, but this is a great bounce back. It's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. And then Vajan Armstrong ran, ran a downhill marathon. How does that sound? 42Ks, downhill, off-road. Uh, he won in 4.03, so it can't have been fully downhill. No. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it sounds like quite technical because <laughs> yeah. Vargin would easily run it, you know, yeah, two thirty something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At so least that, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. The other big news um, in running circles at the moment is that we've just heard that um, Sir John Walker is going to be getting his own statue in Manurewa, um yeah. in South Auckland. So that's pretty cool. It is cool. He's a Manurewa kid. He ran for Manurewa. Um, almost exclusively, he had one year uh, for a, a club athletic attic through like a sponsorship deal. Yeah. Uh, but then back to Manurewa, so he's far and away their highest profile ever athlete. But back, and we're going to talk about clubs soon. But back in a time when Manurewa was a pretty strong club, and he's always had ties to that community. He lives a bit further south now, I believe. He owns a yeah. saddlery shop. But he's always uh, remained uh, loyal to the community. He's been a counsellor. He's put a lot back in uh, through various trusts and serving on different boards. Yeah, the John Walker Field of Dreams. Goodness me, I could. They actually do do a fantastic job. Primarily in the learn to swim space now. Cool. Um, But yeah, literally saving lives and and doing great work. Yeah. Um, So if anyone deserves it, it is. 
Sir John. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's great. Yeah. So Jack Lovelock, um, so he won 1936, yep. 1500 metres. He's got a statue in Timaru, or is it Omaru? Timaru. Timaru um, at the Boys College, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I think maybe. so. Um, yep. And then Peter Snell in Opanaki, in, the Tarun- in Taranaki. Does he? Yeah, yeah. He's not... Oh, this is a tenuous like he may have been <laughs> born in Opanaki, but he, he wasn't was, from there. Oh, he was there till till high school. It's and like then he saying moved to I'm, Mount I'm Albert, from Takapau. Try going to Takapau and asking anyone if they know Hamish Meacham. <laughs> Guarantee they don't. These small towns trying to you hang know, on. You know to they the claim it. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh well. I doubt yeah. anyone from Techbell listens to the Kiwi Running Show, but anyway. Yeah, but that's kind of a cool little stop in um, in Opanaki. You can check out his statue, take, uh, your, take your photo I'll next to I'll put that on my bucket list. Um, I wonder what pose they're going to do for John Walker. I hope he'll be running. Yeah. I hope it's the classical, long, flowing Walker stride with the long hair rippling out the back. Yeah. Uh, it'll be quite a challenge for the sculptor that takes that on. The other statue that you haven't mentioned is Arthur Lydiard at Mount oh, Smart course, Stadium yeah, looking yeah. over the track. I was I was stoked when they uh, put that in yeah. um, and that, uh, that yeah, one cool. is a brilliant rem- uh, uh, resemblance of, of Arthur. Yeah. So, yeah. Rod Dixon's one would be cool. The, the famous kneeling down arms raised pose. That would be a good one. He and Dick Quacks actually are part of a statue in Montreal. Oh, yeah? So there's a statue of the finish of the 5,000 metres from the Montreal Olympics really? with Lassay-Veren out-leaning Dick Quacks for the goal. Yeah. And because it was a... It would throw a blanket over the first four. Yeah. So Dixon got fourth, but is uh, part of the statue because he was so close oh, and it was cool. such a dramatic finish. Just to so, remind him that he missed Oh, out. yeah. But, hey, he went on to win New York and yeah, did some great exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. He had a so, great career. Yeah. Um, so that's our news. Uh, we'll take a little bit, bit of a break and be back very soon. Break it down. And we are back, and we are talking about joining a club, the pros and the cons. Yeah. Um, in every in every city, in every town in New Zealand, there will be at least one club. Um, I can think of some pretty small towns with with athletics harriers clubs. Yep. Um, so there's there's pretty much should be something for everyone within. 20, 30 minutes drive, I'd yeah. say, most of New Zealand. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, maybe if you're in a Galatea or something like that, you might struggle. I have um, no idea where Galatea is. Yeah, that's that's far away. Um, Sounds like somewhere in Scotland or Wales. Yeah, no, it's um, in the Central Plateau, but right. your point stands. It's the home of um, Shaw's Corporal, the guy who wins the GOAT oh, yeah, most yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, he's from yeah. Galatea. I always say Galatia, and it uh, pisses people off. <laughs> um, but anyway, look, we're here, yeah, we're... Uh, clubs form the backbone of the system yeah. of the sport of athletics and running. But basically what has happened... As, you know, since the running boom in the when did the running boom happen? Seventies, eighties, seventies, eighties. Yep. Since the running boom, the sport has grown much, much bigger. It's very different than the club scene. Yeah. yeah, the club scene by and large has not moved on from the nineteen sixties. Yeah, we're still doing the same thing. We're still having. I say we. Oh, <laughs> hands up! I'm not a member of a club currently, um, but. I'll, I'll use the royal we because I, I generally have been most years of my life. 
um, we're still doing the same thing. We're still doing cross-country meets on the weekends. We're still doing pack runs through the week. Uh, we're still doing open scratch meets. We're still doing Auckland champs, Waikato champs, Southland champs, national champs, road relays, cross-country. Yeah. You know, there's been the odd new thing, like uh, like mountain running champs, but yeah. not a lot. You know, Not a lot has changed in 50 bloody years. Yeah. And so, the thing yeah. is, put this in perspective, back then in the 50s through 80s, the only races were those races that the clubs and the centres put yeah. on, and maybe the odd sort of round the bays, yeah. fun run, charity run, yeah. maybe, I mean, when did Auckland Marathon start? Uh, 80s? There were yeah. a few other yeah. marathons that were and, and started. Just to give some historical perspective, the sport of athletics did try and shut down the recreational running market. Oh, wow. Like, actively try to shut it down. So, when I first started running in the early 90s, there were certain races. If you started a race, you were encouraged to affiliate and sign up to Athletics New Zealand. Yeah. And you had to pay, like, a fee for each runner in your race. Oh, okay. So, it was like... Not a huge fee, like five bucks for each runner yeah, in your yeah. race. And some of the event directors were like, oh, what do we get for that? And they were like, oh, you just get to register with us. <laughs> and so the race directors were like, oh, cool, here's my middle finger. You can suck <laughs> on that. Um, and so Athletics New Zealand, their reaction through all of the early 90s was, if you or I as registered runners ran in that race and they found out, you would potentially face a ban from wow. athletics um, so there was all sorts of crazy nonsense going on like people running under pseudonyms <laughs> and people like wearing a little moustache yeah yeah like people glasses like, not running in club singlets and kind of hiding what out and so yeah it was a really funny scene yeah. eventually athletics New Zealand just gave up because it was too hard to manage yep. and they was they realised that the recreational running market was a good thing yeah. And that the boat had kind of sailed. Yeah. They, they couldn't control it. And since then, they've never really figured out, well, we can't control it, but maybe we can add value to it. They haven't gone down that road. It's yeah. something that I know has been talked about behind closed doors, but... I, I, you know, action is probably a while away mm. on that front. So, but we still have the same sort of mechanism of those races you talked about. So those club races, the centre champs, yeah. and yeah. Um, track nights, and yeah. um, cross country races. So yeah. there's a lot of this stuff going on. But the numbers compared to the 80s, 90s, are really oh, much have really lower. dropped away. It's much lower. Look, yeah. and hit one of the main no-brainer arguments for joining a club is if you are not only competitive but realistically competitive and so you want to know where you are in the pecking order yeah so if you're a, a guy who's 42 years old and you want to know how good you are as measured against every all the guys who are 40 to 45 in New Zealand yeah the only way to do that is to join an athletics club and be part of the athletics New Zealand system. Yeah. And then you will actually know. There's no, you know, you can't measure yourself over a half marathon da database or anything like that. Yeah. The only, or, or just show up to Auckland Marathon Strava. and finish fifth in your age group and go, oh, I'm fifth best in New Zealand. No, it's not how it works. You've got to, if you want to be that competitive as a junior, senior, masters, 
that's the club system and that yep. to this day is the core selling point athletics there is some other stuff which we'll talk about but the core selling point of athletics is for that competition yeah i agree that that is the main cornerstone of what clubs offer yep. and and if you want to be really really competitive and you're not part of a club in your own little special way you're a bit delusional the real stuff happens in the club system. Yeah, absolutely. winning winning your local uh, pub five k. Who cares, mate? <laughs> Get down to the Auckland Champs and see how good you are. So yeah, yeah, that exactly. sounds a bit harsh, but that's the reality yeah, that, of our sport. That is the the true benchmark. And I've got a runner. Um, she's a very good marathon runner. Yeah. Um, and she's actually she's not signed up with the club, and she's actually missed out on some some medals for marathon champs and half yep. marathon champs because she's not registered it for her it's not it, she doesn't really mind she's more after the the place in the actual race itself yeah um but yeah that's that's one of the motivations if you want to call yourself a yeah a, a national medalist in a, a certain event you yeah. need to be registered um there's no other way no other way around yeah, it yeah they're not going to go and go oh, you know well you you actually were second and you're not but we'll just give you a sneaky medal anyway no it's yeah. their game it's their sandpit you've got to play by their rules yeah and so it is what it is and i'd you know if you're good like if you're if you're I'm not going to define good because it's all relative. But if you're in your mindset that type of competitive person, join a club. Yep. Just get into it. Really, honestly. Um, so let's give some people some benchmarks as far as time. Let's oh let's God. talk. Let's talk half marathon times for senior men, senior women. Yeah. Um, if you want to be in that sort of competitive, and there's other reasons for joining a club. This yeah, isn't. Yeah. We're going to get we're to those gonna, reasons. We'll get to those, yeah. um, but for that competitive reason. Let's talk senior men. Where, oh, mate, where are we you talking? Are putting me on <laughs> the line. Uh, well, I probably, I would probably say under ninety minutes for for senior men. Oh, I was going to go like, um, I was going to say under eighty, but then I'm like, God, that's not worth it. Yeah. a lot of people who run under eighty who don't put it this way. If you, you, well, if you run gonna... under eighty, a lot of clubs will be really interested in you as a potential uh, eighth or ninth cog on their road relay team. Yeah. So well, yeah. if they have that many people yeah, in yeah, the yeah. club, so yeah. so that under eighty is a good benchmark. Um, if only because if you train with people in that club environment, you're not going to get smashed and yeah. dropped on your runs and stuff. And we're going to talk about cons, and I'm going to come. I'll make me revisit that point as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're in the low seventies, you you're uh, you're looking like you should go to um, national national champs. Oh, you, you're you, in that, you should. In that if discussion. you're low seventies. You should be targeting a national championship. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't guarantee you'll pick up a medal. You could get te- top ten. Oh, yeah. look, there's some years where you might get a cheeky medal. Yeah. And uh, if people don't value that, fine. But you know, go go do a triathlon or something. I don't know. But yeah, the reason I said sub ninety is because you'll be amongst other people of that sort of um, in a club. Yeah. You'll have lots of company. Um, yeah. If you're running sort of 124, 125, there'll be lots of other guys running yeah. running that and, speed. and people who um, can nudge you in the right direction. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, woman, I'd probably say that's 140, 145. Just add another yep. 10, 15 minutes to yep. it. Correct. And same again, if you're kind of low 120s for the half marathon, definitely like 
there's so many chances to go for um, oh. for medals on oh, the roads and um, yeah, yeah. Oh, mid, on the track mid one twenties yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um, um, lots of opportunities for for the ladies yeah like seriously if you're if you're in that zone you could definitely pick up a, a title it's um, yeah. go for it <laughs> yeah 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 um, so. That's one reason you join a club. Yep. The other reason, and it comes back to that, um, that what we talked about with the races, and the the main reason that I joined a club when I started running, aside from my coach actually shouting me my first year of club membership, he was very very generous man. So thank you, Steve Blauman, who paid for my club membership for my first year. Yeah. Um, was to race. Um, there at the time, this is sort of mid two thousands. There wasn't a hang on a lot of races yep. out there, yep. and I could race every weekend for free yeah cross-country races handicap races um all sorts of stuff and i loved it yeah. it's cool yeah. um and that racing experience you learn you learn so much <coughs> from those club races that you're not going to pick up in a in a park run 5k yeah you know the um you know the athletes i coach i always like to put them through one season where they race pretty much every week because there's just so much to be learned from doing it early yeah. and often so it is it's a huge part of the sport really yeah. a really positive thing about the club system is the amount of racing qual- good quality appropriate racing that you can access yeah yeah and, and good value for money absolutely so if you yeah. want to enter your average half marathon what are you paying nowadays 50 bucks for a half marathon oh, at least it'd start at yeah. 50 and go up to the more expensive ones sort of 180 yeah and then the trail ones maybe even more than that so yeah yeah, yeah. uh what's the average price you've paid for a club cross-country event well i think here in auckland it's sort of like 10 bucks yeah. for an event is, yeah auckland is, is really expensive yeah. at, at, i've seen a 12 dollar race in auckland yeah um you know go down to the manawa two yeah uh two dollars four dollars you know just yeah token amounts so they can uh give you some biscuits and sandwiches <laughs> yeah. at the end so yeah and i'm pretty sure like wellington when i was there it was, it was totally free i don't know if the structures changed i think it has yeah since then yeah but um yeah uh, it's, 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 it's very really, cheap we're talking relatively token amounts so for what you pay for a half marathon you can go and do six cross-country races yeah which i would argue is much better value for money even when you factor in your club fees yeah so yeah then um the only downside of this though is the that <laughs> of of all the races that oh, y- yeah. you can do is if you're not in that kind of competitive range that we talked about um you might find yourself running by yourself yeah. um yeah. and possibly at the back of the pack yeah. so i've told this story before i yeah. i uh was a member i think one year or two years i've been a member of takapuna i'm still loosely affiliated with the club not really i need to pop down for some runs on a thursday shout out to the boys uh, thursday night pizza yeah uh, at the north coat <laughs> tavern um one of the first runs i went to uh there i got dropped it was a road run on a set course that they do every thursday and i got dropped about 4k from home and got terribly lost like no one <laughs> thought oh hamish is new to Auckland and doesn't know where he's going, maybe I should hang back. They were like, actually, I said I was, you know, I, I better run 420s today because, you know, I do all my runs at 420s and if he can't run 420s, then 
<laughs> you know, so there is that danger. It is because of the competitive nature of clubs. These competitive people and runners, we're inherently a pretty selfish bunch. So you know, be aware of that. And and but there's things you can do to guard against that. Don't go out with the ultra fast pack the yeah. first time you show up for a club run. Um, the flip side of that, again, so I'm doing a flip side of the flip side, <laughs> because clubs are full of people who are more competitive and faster. There is a wealth of really good knowledge yeah. within most clubs around New Zealand. Yeah, and you said that runners can be selfish, but they. Um that means they just spend a lot of time training themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, the, and the flip side is of yeah of that selfishness is there. They also have a strong passion for the sport, which yeah. generally they love sharing. Yeah. So you can like, I was down at the Domain today, and I saw Kerry Roger, who was a, a really great uh, runner from uh, here in Auckland, trained under Barry McGee, fourth at the Commonwealth Games, won the Auckland Marathon. Really great runner, and I said to the athlete I coach. If you went and ran for an hour with Kerry, you'd learn more from him than you would reading 10 running books. Yeah. Which is dead set. That's a fact. Yeah. Like, you can learn so much from some of these people in clubs. And we're lucky in Auckland because, you know, for every Kerry Roger, there's there's the Hamish Meachams and the Hayden Germans who didn't quite do as well and have that profile, but rub shoulders with these great runners and yeah, got yeah. to learn all those lessons that we can now impart on people. Yeah. So, yeah. so forget about your runner's world subscription. Um, <laughs> trying to, trying to pick up it's running tips. Yeah. Um, just go along to your running club because, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like I, I was in Wellington Scottish for um, about five or six years and rubbing shoulders with guys like Reese Buck and Melissa Moon and uh, my coach Steve Plowman and Todd Stevens. Like, these guys have got so much wisdom to share and I would say every club in the country has got someone who you can just pick pick their brains they've lived and breathed running yeah, for yeah, their entire yeah, life yeah. Um, and they they want to talk <laughs> to talk about it yeah, yeah so yeah yeah that's that's definitely a big big bonus of it um the the other side of that social thing is um aside from racing is that that training aspect yeah. and i think that's a real real big one for me um from a performance point of view as well as a motivation point of view so I'll I'll talk about that performance side first of all Um, like when I train by myself I reckon I train to about 60 to 70 percent of my my capacity yeah when I train with others I rise to a new level Um, and you just can't beat that yeah that difference of training in a team environment it's so good yeah yeah, what's your thoughts around yeah, training in a team like that? I agree. Even if it is, um, even if it is just the one pack run a week. Um, yeah. When I lived in Hamilton, if I ever got out of shape, I'd just go to a Hamilton Hawks pack run every Thursday for a few weeks. Yeah. Which they generally smashed. So it was kind of, I think it was fifteen k's around the lake and then up and down the the river paths. And so I'd I'd get there and start out running it in like 65 minutes. And then, yeah, I'd just go back every week. And within four or five or six weeks, I'd be banging it out in like 55, then 54, then 53. And just having people there to drag you along is is a huge factor. You know, I'll revisit what I said before. Don't go out with the super fast group. 
or the yep. real speedy looking people the first time you go just you know go it, it, one thing about this sport um, which I heard early on is you meet the same people on the way up as you do on the way down so mm. if you go to a club I'd heartily recommend you running with the slowest group on your first run there getting to know those people because they've all got their own story cool. and their own wisdom to share and then when you're ready step up to the next group and the next group so, yeah, yeah awesome mm. yeah and um, the other side of that that sort of social element is just the motivation that it brings yeah. with running with other people we're it's, pack animals yeah we're pack animals yeah. and so we want to be around people who share our craziness yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so it is really good for that yeah so, yeah. yeah so socially um now look, one thing that's been weighing on my mind as yes, we discuss this, not all clubs are created equal. Yeah, well I was about to go there, yeah. so great so minds think alike. What you don't want to, like my nearest club is, it is a good club, it's a historic club, Calliope. Yeah. Um, they are literally just down I've the road. I've been wondering how to say that. Yeah, I thought I, it was Calliope, but uh, Calliope? It might be Calliope, I don't know. So <laughs> I haven't gone down and joined, um, because it's not, a fit for me it, it's yeah. the people there aren't the same pack animal as me they're not as ingrained and passionate about the sport they're kind of social fun runners and but more yeah. kind of focused on community events which is great and I'm into that but it's not I'm, I'm more into the competitive side of the sport so I fit in better at Takapuna Harriers but cool. there are like I hate to name some clubs, but there's at least two clubs that I can think don't of. Don't name them. Don't. No, I will. <laughs> no, good clubs. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. All right. There are some clubs that are literally amazing. Yeah. And if you live in these towns close to them and you don't at least go down and check them out a couple of times, then you're an idiot. Wellington Scottish. Yeah. Incredible. Wellington Harriers. Amazing. Yep. So Wellington have two great clubs that are incredibly supportive. I'm here in Auckland. Bays Athletics. Yeah. God, if you're a competitive athlete, you'd the, yep. the support and the facilities and the coaching, world class at every yeah, off, level. Off the scale. Like, so, off the scale. Like, yeah. you, and I, you know, you look at it and it seems expensive. I think it's $250 for an adult athlete. You're like, oh, that's a lot. Not really. You get indoor track, you get outdoor track, you get access to these amazing coaches, gym, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you contrast that to these really community clubs, that might be really good, and you just need to know what fits you. Yeah. And so do you just want to be involved in local community events and run with a group of fun, friendly people? You know, a club like Calliope will be perfect for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you really want to, you know, investigate going to World Masters Games or something like that, then Bays is, is possibly a better option. Yeah. So, you know, and there's a bit of research, and you can do that research just, you know, pick up the phone and call some people, yeah, ask some and, people. And that's probably the best bet rather than try and surf around their websites because they're often built in the 90s and, yeah, and, yeah, and don't yeah. get updated for a while. So just yeah. call someone, ask them Even, about it. Like, I'm raving about Bays. Their website's rubbish, <laughs> you know? And so their website doesn't reflect who they are as a club. Yeah. You, you know, if, if, if... I think they might have updated it, actually. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but uh, anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a few, quite a few clubs built on the sports ground um, yep. platform. Yeah, it's a bit average. Yeah, um, yeah so... It, 
As a bit of a glossary to give people some ideas, there are um, Harriers Clubs, which is the traditional sort of going out on your Sunday runs, pack runs. Um, Cross country, yeah. road running is Harriers. Yep. yep. Um, and then you've got Athletics Clubs, which often are more sort of that track and field focus. Yes. Sometimes they can just be kids' athletics, so that's a little thing to look out for. That is definitely one to watch out for. So on... You know, my athletes, uh, my main athlete runs for Owairaka, yeah, which used to be home to countless, or not countless, but several world-class runners. Now it's just a kids' club. Yeah. And it suits us fine because it's close, and there's, uh, my athlete has a bit of a personal connection with the president, so it's fine, but, yeah. you know, as an adult, you know, Owairaka, or uh, there are some adult members... But just be aware, a lot of the clubs are primarily kids' clubs. Yeah, you might be able to join for them and race under their singlet, but they probably won't have any group yeah, runs or anyone to run, train with. As an adult. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's that. And then you've got um, your sort of like, oh, there's a few university clubs or things yeah. attached to old like um, YMCAs or something that might have one or two members and so oh, they might have not Auckland, much happening Auckland yeah Aul- ymca is pretty big isn't yeah it? auckland ymca is cranking actually. it's not a club so, i know a lot about yeah Do you, yeah well they sort of focus more on marathons so people yeah. gearing up for a marathon yeah. they really hone in on that and so i didn't know um, that so yeah. that's you know that's good information to know you know another one that we haven't mentioned and a lot of towns have them is the jogging clubs yeah which purely are kind of social groups they may build up towards races and support you through that but it is basically what it sounds like like it's a it's a jogging club yeah and that environment by and large will be much more supportive uh than what you for newcomers yeah, than what yeah. you would get at like a harrier club yeah so auckland joggers men or two striders there's, yep. there's a few around yeah also i'd put the marathon clinics in yep. that kind of bracket yeah sort of like with the ymca as well in auckland um they train you up for, for yeah. marathons yeah so. and so yeah. you know we're, it's not a kind of goal today to do a glossary <laughs> of all these clubs yeah but i guess just giving you an idea of the variety that there is yep. out there and it it's hard for for individuals to canvas that and understand that yeah so don't jump in kind of gun ho do a bit of investigation and, and figure out what might suit your needs and and match up with what you're looking for yeah absolutely so, yeah. um and as a bit of a guide as well if you're wondering tempo fit where does that fit in we're not actually a club um so we we provide coaching services and we actually work with athletics new zealand to provide discounted uh, memberships to tempo fit for those who are registered to clubs so yeah um another little bonus for joining a club um if you've got a tempo fit in your region that's cool. you might be able to get a little discounted membership so that's um sweet. yeah well shall we finish it there and yeah. we'll catch you next week yeah we'll wrap it up we uh hope you've enjoyed the show we've enjoyed bringing it to you so uh happy running everyone ciao break it down break it down like this